I'm Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys. This podcast is made in collaboration with The Jewish Journal. So around uh, 7 o'clock this morning, Sharon and I... Uh, Your girlfriend. My girlfriend woke up uh, to the what sounded like a siren, like the light sound of a siren. And it didn't seem right, so we opened the window. It was definitely a siren. And then soon we discovered that sometime over during the night, Israel had carried out a, an assassination of a... Basically, the leader of the military uh, military wing of uh, Jihad. Islamic Jihad, uh, Baha Abu Al Atta. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Um, and this is something that probably most of you know. And then a a, a series of escalations took place over the day. Uh, now we're after uh, many many rocket attacks from Gaza and uh, return attacks from uh, the IDF. Um, and that's why we're here today to talk about talk it. So about we're joined it. by Anna Ehrenheim, yeah. uh, military correspondent for the Jerusalem Post, uh, who can help us maybe understand what the heck is going on. I mean, I'm running on a few less hours of sleep than you are. I was up at five o'clock in the morning seeing reports and six o'clock comes by and my partner wakes up and he wakes up from a nice sleep and I'm on my computer working already. <laughs> Now, the situation in Gaza is such that we don't only have Hamas being the main player, right? Mm-hmm. Hamas is a terror group that runs the Strip, and Israelis and, and the world has known them to be responsible for being behind countless attacks on Israelis. Um, but actually, it's Baha Abul Atta that's been causing most of the problems in Gaza this year. Mm-hmm. We haven't gone to war in Gaza, right? We haven't seen troops cross in, but... How many rounds of violence have we seen over the past year? How many people have Countless. died? Yeah, we've seen over 2,000 rockets launched from Gaza to, into Israel. And the, the round in May was started by snipers from Islamic Jihad, right? Yeah, under the command of Baha Abu Alata. Yeah. And I mean, this guy doesn't even listen to, to his bosses in Damascus. Mm-hmm. And that's where the Islamic Jihad is, is headquartered in, or in Tehran. And Iran, like, funds and trains and everything that that Islamic Jihad has comes from Iran. Which is peculiar because Iran is Shia and Islamic Jihad is Sunni. But before we dive in, first of all, I want to remind our listeners, guys, we're live on our Facebook page. You can ask us questions. I can't see the Jewish Journal one. I don't know why. Okay, we're live on our Facebook page on Arut Sheva, Israel National News, on the Jewish Jewish Journal. Journal. We should be live. So ask questions, comment. We'll try and uh, hit Anna with your questions. Um, And uh, so... Why not? When when exactly? No, first of all, when exactly did the assassination take place? At around four ten in the morning, I believe. Okay, and and this was, um, there was some talk in the media today, uh, so I feel like we should address it. It's it's peculiarly timed. A lot of people have speculated, um, but is there a to to Naor's question? Why now? Why now? Well, defense officials are saying it was timed. Uh, perfectly in terms of an op- operational timing. This is when it had to happen. Uh, the head of Israel's Shin Bet today at a press conference said that the stars aligned uh, for the Israeli uh, Air Force to carry out this precision strike 
um, which I have to say, I mean, looking at the pictures, really only his bedroom was hit. The floors Very below precise it. Precise. Yeah. Aiming. Yeah, and I, I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> call it a surgical strike. Right. Um, but it's it, neurosurgical almost. Yeah, but it was. I mean, yeah. I'm sure that you know. The Israeli military has always said that we try our best not to, to harm any civilians. And looking at that picture, you can see it's clear that they really didn't want to do any damage more than they're already doing. He was sleeping in his bed, right? Yeah, with his wife. And so him and his wife went. So he, has, he had a worse morning than you, Eitan. Yeah. And then Anna. And then Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but his children weren't, inju- weren't, weren't killed. They were injured, but oh, good. they were So we killed. have something to look up for in, in 20 years. Yeah. So okay, so it happened too soon. Yeah, maybe a little <laughs> bit too soon. <laughs> okay. Um, so okay, so we so it happened at four, and the reason that it's happened at this time, there was this window. I mean, what until now he was underground. Well, the military said that he's been acting like a fugitive. Um, honestly, when was the first time you heard of this guy's name? Today, today. Yeah, yeah. nobody, yeah. nobody knew of him. That's yeah. bad PR. He ha- he should have got. Maybe it's exactly what he wanted. That's exactly what he yeah. wanted. He was yeah. living like a fugitive. He was, you know, hiding and trying his best to stay out of the spotlight because that, that's what terror leaders do. That's what terrorists do. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was a household name in Gaza. Everybody knew who he was. Um, and he was on the military's, you know, one of their top targets for years. They've tried many times before to take him out in 2012 and 2014. Um and over the past few months, the army has pointed at him and has displayed his picture and named him as the biggest nuisance troublemaker uh, that you have in the Strip, that he's the one who is who is stopping Hamas from coming to a long-term ceasefire with Israel. What's the difference between jihad, Islamic jihad, and Hamas? Well, both of those groups want to destroy Israel and want to, you know, wipe out the country and, and its citizens from the face of the planet. Um, but the difference is that Abu al-Ata and Palestinian Islamic Jihad, and I have to say, I, as opposed to many others, I say Palestinian Islamic Jihad because Islamic Jihad is a terror group on its own. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so Palestinian Islamic Jihad under Abu al-Ata um, doesn't really have any responsibilities towards the citizens in the Strip, unlike Hamas, which is, you know, they bear full responsibility. The people but come to I them. Mean, they don't really take responsibility. No, they don't. They they spend their money on terror yeah. tunnels, but they're the ones who are supposed to be Supposedly building up the infrastructure. I see. And the rumors we heard that Hamas might have been, it might have been in in its interest to to eliminate this guy. Does that? I mean, they were taking the fire when he was. Right? They always re- took the fire. In reaction to the May, uh, but the question is: Are they really different from each other? Aren't if May, you look like, at their core beliefs, no. Yeah, but if so, you see how they're acting, yes. But maybe it's a charade. Maybe you know Hamas it, was conveniently, you know, I'm the responsible, and he he does it. It's not me, so it's not my fault, right? For sure. But at the same time, so, if you look at the leader of Hamas, Inwal, um, he's really a pragmatic person in terms of Hamas leadership. Under him, Gaza has actually gotten better. There are more hours of electricity. There, Israel is wanting to work towards a ceasefire. Israel has rarely um, restricted the, the fishing zone, um, and, which they did today. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but of course, Hamas is a terror group. Everybody understands that. Everybody agrees on that. Mm-hmm. But 
it was a terror group which was more likely to keep the quiet in Gaza down because they're afraid of losing their population. They're afraid of losing support and they want to stay in power, just like Bibi. Bibi wants to stay in power, right? Hamas wants to stay in power, right? Yeah, let's but but that comes not comparing, (laughs) but that goes back to your question is why now that you asked earlier. Right. But okay, but but then again but I heard that First of all, there's been a change of policy in the sense that now, up until today, whenever some organization shoot rockets at us, Israel said, okay, but Hamas is responsible, so Hamas will bear, will pay the price, right? Mm -hmm. And now for the first time, and you see when the IDF spokesman releases his, uh, I don't know, his tweets or whatever, he doesn't say Hamas, he, he emphasizes Islamic Jihad, right? So... They made like a deal, a silent deal with Hamas that like you don't intervene and we won't hurt you. Is that is that true? According to some reports, Israel sent that message to Egypt that if Hamas doesn't fire rockets and doesn't join the escalation, Israel's not going to target Hamas. But this is true for the first time. Israel is not targeting Hamas or going specifically after Islamic Jihad. For those who join us now, we're live because of today's events here in Israel. We had an assassination. Careful with the cable there. We mm-hmm. have a. We had a. We assassinated a terrorist in Gaza, and there have been rocket attacks all day long, including in Tel Aviv. And we're joined by Anna Aronson, Aronheim. Sorry, yeah. just to uh, give from the Jerusalem Post. If you have questions. Please, does your live feed work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got some people tuning in from Florida, from Texas. Guys, ask questions. We have Anna here from the Jerusalem Post, one of the top reporters on the matter. We have a fan who said, sorry, but you can't compare Bibi with Hamas. I don't think that was the intention. Yeah, guys, (laughs) I don't think that was, seriously, I don't think that was the intention. But um, just to kind of give, to paint a picture today, it, 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 it it's not unprecedented, but it is very different in the sense that, I mean, Throughout the past year and throughout the, I mean, as long as anybody can remember the last decade, the South, uh, especially surrounding Gaza, has always felt this tension between Israel and Gaza. Rockets have always been fired. Uh, I think the last one was like, 10, get, 10 days ago, there was, a, there was a rocket. But today was especially different because, as Noah pointed out, it was felt in Tel Aviv. Um, school was canceled all the way to the Dan region, which includes Tel Aviv and Ramat Gan. For the first time in 20... Since 2014. No, but schools were canceled, I read, for the first time in 27 years in Tel Aviv. I believe they were also canceled at the that's, beginning of the war that's in what, 2014. That's what I read, but maybe maybe it wasn't... Uh, anyway, it was it was very different today in, uh, in central Israel. Yeah. Um, we felt what the South feels every other month, yeah. essentially. Yeah, so so before I was talking about the... the, the comments made in the media today that uh and for the most part they were shot down but there were here and there some voices that were that were saying that this was politically motivated by bb uh how can you can you comment on that i mean i i don't know what what goes on in in his head and what goes on in in cabinet briefings but um the the talk of assassinating baha Atta actually came up last year um this is what lieberman the former defense minister, Avigdor Lieberman, said, and he said that last year Bibi blocked uh, any operation because the top brass of the military was against it. Happened again in September that the military was against it. Um, So this time the military said it was perfect timing, and so we acted. 
um, I don't think that the political considerations of Bibi um, and the fact that he wants to stay in power, like I said before, have anything to do with the fact that when timing is right, and you have to stop someone from carrying out attacks on your on your civilians, on on your population, you know, on, on your wife and, and child, you're going to act on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and do we have any indication as to why the timing wasn't right beforehand? It could be that he was surrounded by too many other um, civilians. Mm-hmm. That possibly could be it. Could be that they didn't know where he was. Like this is judging from like past uh, past ways that the military yeah. has acted. It could be that he was in in a location that just didn't allow for such a precision strike. Mm-hmm. And what do we know about? There was another assassination in Syria, right? Simultaneously, so, almost. Right, almost. But according to reports, that attack, uh, which was blamed on Israel, which Israel has not commented on, um, they like to say we don't comment on foreign reports. Yeah. Um, so that one also targeted um, a senior Islamic Jihad operative who was responsible for the communication between Syria, Damascus, and, and, and Gaza. But apparently he wasn't killed. Uh, his son was killed and his granddaughter was injured. But can it be that he was killed and they don't they hide it? It could be. Okay. But he's, he's more important than the guy from Gaza or less important? No, I think um, because of Abolata's independence um, and, and the fact that he liked to go against orders. Uh, but they worked c- together they, they worked in together. theory. Yeah. To, to... So, ha- I mean, uh, Abolata was the commander of the, of the armed forces of the Palestinian Islamic Jihad. I mean, the, in, the, in the north, in the northern strip. In the northern strip, meaning there's a different commander in the southern yeah. strip, and there's a different—I don't know exactly what the 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 the, wor- the term is—but there's a different head of the organization. Right, but he, because of who he was and how he acted, he had the most influence. Mm. It was very dominant. Yeah, yeah, Be- and he also had a lot of um, other commanders under him who followed him. I see. And this is also different in in a sense that Israel has sort of adopted uh, a policy of refraining from targeted assassinations over the past couple of years. And all why? of a sudden this changed. Yeah. How how come we refrained and why does it why did it change? Well actually we saw another targeted killing in May. And that's what actually brought that round to an end. I see. Israel targeted a Hamas militant that was responsible for money laundering. And getting money into the strip from places like Iran or Turkey, um, so it's not the first time that that we've seen it this year. Um, the policy of targeted killings is a very, very controversial one, uh, especially in terms of you know international uh, blowback. And right now, the only entity that has uh, said to Israel that what you're doing is wrong is, is Hezbollah. Everybody else including the European, European Union, which today passed uh, a judgment ruling that all uh, product from the West Bank and Golan has to be marked as being in, in occupied territory. They even said, no, Israel, you're right. You're in the right. Germany said, Israel, you're in the right. That's because nobody killed, like we didn't kill civilians yet. Well, five civilians were killed. Oh. Today. Today. Yeah. Well, yeah. But sorry, but- not, not, not five. Uh, two of them were at least at least were two terrorists. Were, yeah. That was on the motorcycle. Yeah, they yeah. were going to launch a rocket. Yeah. It has to be said that the media's blowback, like what, what I, I was kind of surprised at, kind of the lackluster like way that the media around the world dealt with what was going on. Like I expected much, much, much more like harsher criticism 
from the international media. And we, I mean, I don't Just know, maybe it's time. not accurate. Give them time, man. But yeah, maybe. I don't know if it's accurate, but I didn't feel like we saw that today. We didn't. I have, you know, a bunch of friends back in Canada that were like, oh my God, are, are you okay? Are you, are you near rockets? So you have to be in a bomb shelter? I was like, you know, yeah, there, there are rockets. I don't have a bomb shelter in my apartment. Um, what? <laughs> I hope you don't pay as much as someone who does have. I, I live in central Tel Aviv. Oh. I'm sure I pay a lot more. You should ask for a discount. <laughs> um, Maybe a rocket will hit the house and then you, it'll be cheaper there. I don't think so. Okay. Um, but still, you know, the, the media has been, you know, and, and I think it's understandable, um, has been today on Israel's side. Because like we said before, not many people in Gaza have died. I really want to talk about, I, I mean, for me, Israeli media mm-hmm. is, is intolerable. It's, I, I don't know, uh, to me, here in Israel, when such events happen, it's a 24-7 live broadcast. Now, they can't, they, there's nothing to, not to say. News. Yeah, 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 there's yeah. nothing to say. You can see it say. today with Rafi Reshef was <laughs> just struggling to, like, <laughs> carry on the broadcast. It's pathetic. And moreover, it feels like they want, like, they feed, like, vampires from my panic and fe- my fears, my panic, my, se- my adrenaline, right? And they won't let go. Yeah, but we're doing the same thing right now. Are we? <laughs> and you're talking to a <laughs> <No>. journalist. <laughs> I know. Well, I, uh, yeah, but you're, 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 it's, uh, it's different. I'm talking about cha- uh, Channel It is two. true that, like, the news kind of, I don't know, goes crazy over what something bleeds, that What bleeds leads, unfortunately. Whatever yeah. bleeds leads. And, and I used to work in, uh, in television, also as a defense correspondent. And I'm telling you, when I, when I was sent over to Gaza all day, and I have nothing to say because nothing is really new happening. You know, you have your lives every five, ten minutes, but nothing is happening. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so, why do so it? you do you do have to be like, oh, what do I say? I don't want to be here, but you have to do it because you do need to get the message out. And maybe you might miss one viewer five minutes ago, and you'll get right. that viewer the next time around. Yeah, it is. I mean, there's, it, but it's between getting the message out and fighting over ratings because like today in today's world, when you put out some article or some video, it just quickly sinks into the oblivion. So you constantly want to have to stay above water. I also have a problem with the reporters who, who tell the story, try to make me understand like, and to sympathize almost with, with, Hamas or like people who say like no the Hamas they don't want it it's not they they don't want war they don't want like you know and and you're like what do you mean they don't want it come on maybe now it's not in their interest but I mean in the end goal is the destruction yeah so I don't know it leaves you with a bitter taste I guess but but I do wonder why you think that, uh, and maybe again, maybe this is too early of a statement, like you were saying. We just need to give them time. But why do you think that the that that all of a sudden the world is not? Is it because there haven't been that many civilian casualties? Or maybe they're just too busy with what's happening in their own countries. I see. Because I mean, everything has its cycle, right? And there are such issues all around the world, protests all around the world, that mm-hmm. maybe for once. What's happening in Israel is not as important in their news cycle as it used to be. But there's always it, been stuff going on. What I, 
What I wonder, and again, I, I'm probably way too excited about this, but what I wonder is, like, have we done something right? Like, no, have no, we no, convinced no, the no, world? No, 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 That's, no. We haven't gotten no, there? Okay, it's cool. just, so never No, it's mind. just a matter of time, because what can happen theoretically, like, they can shoot tonight some more rockets in Tel Aviv, then they'll bomb more targets, they'll heat, I don't know, a family in Gaza, and yeah. then Hamas will join, and then to, by tomorrow we can be in a full onslaught. Right, and yeah. then you invade, and then hundreds of soldiers get killed, and then we kill thousands of civilians, and then the media paints such us. an optimistic picture. Yeah, but isn't it like it's it, a never-ending cycle? Yeah, but it's it's a logical like it can happen. It can, but, but let's cross our fingers, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd rather that not although, happen. Although, although it should be said that many civilians, mainly at the south, are longing for this to happen because they say essentially like we will will sustain even harder attacks of missiles if you go there and eliminate the threat right many many people say that many people say what to, to have a military meaning that the the mayor of Shderot, for example today was interviewed on yeah. on the news and he was saying that we stand behind israel's attacks and the assassination, the the uh, responses to the rocket attacks, and I'm assuming they would be happy. Many in the south around Gaza would be happy if another operation was carried out. They see it as kind of there is an operation, it quiets things down, and then there's an expiration date, and we need another operation. Oh, they they want Hamas down. It's in very interesting when you when you talk to people in the south, and I go there a lot, a lot. So you tell us what they say. You know, it that. depends on who you talk to. Okay. I, I mean, I remember talking to this one woman who told me that her biggest dream is to be with the... When she was a kid, she would always go into Gaza and she would have uh, Gazans come and work on her farm. And her dream was to be able to go back to that, to be able to, you know, have friends again on the other side. But then again, there are others who said exactly like you said, no, we have to have another operation. Because this quiet that we've had, this quiet, this deterrence that Israel built up, it's expired. Does it really contradict each other, though? It does, Those but two... these are people in the South. No, I, I'm not sure it does contradict, because in order to be able to eventually have some some peace with them, like you got, Hamas needs to go down first for that to happen. But then who's going to replace them? No, I'm not, I'm not saying that Hamas needs to stay in power. I'm just saying, who do you want them to be replaced by? Eitan. You voted Me? for Fagelin. You answer. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't think there is any. I think that that's the consequence of pulling out, you know, like unilaterally pulling out of Gaza is that you leave it to its own accord and then this happens. Um, and I don't think there's any, I mean, you're not, you're not gonna, I think the idea of these, uh, these operations once every three, four years like we had with cast lead and uh, is, is to a deterrent, like you said. They're not going to destroy Hamas. I mean, right? No, I, I, I don't think that Israel will be able to remove Hamas from power. The main player who will remove Hamas from power is a Gazan street. And that's why Hamas is acting the way it is, because they want to stay in power. They're afraid of the street, you think? They're afraid of the Gaza public, because the Gaza public voted them in how many years ago? 10, 15. And what have they done? Nothing. Five. Nothing, yeah. I want to say F them up uh, even They've more. They've done nothing. Yeah. They've done nothing. And I've had so many friends 
uh, and I call them friends, but really they're, they're acquaintances, work acquaintances, who have fled Gaza. And these are people who... To the Palestinian Authority? No, no, no. They, they fled either to Turkey huh. or to Europe or North America. It's not easy to flee. It's not easy to flee. The, the amount of time that it took for them to, to get the money and the ability to cross into Egypt because the Rafiq border is never, it's rarely opened. Right. And these are people who really, they're just like, I'm done with this. I'm done with all of this violence. And, and that's what this, uh, the majority of the street is like. They're saying, Nim Asli, I'm done. Khalas, enough. But you have the people like Hamas who are in power and Islamic Jihad, which is throwing rockets because they don't want that quiet with Israel. And Hamas, at the same time that it's trying to make the situation better in Gaza, doesn't want to look like collaborators with Israel because then the street, which, again, is not really friendly towards Israel, right? So there's a contradiction there because is major it, contradiction. Is, no, but I'm saying is there's a contradiction there in the sense that is the, is the Gazan street really saying, I'm sick of this because they do have, there is, there is a sentiment in the Gaza street of we need to attack, we need to annihilate Israel. So there is there is this con- I mean they are riding the line kind of and saying okay we're sick of it we don't like the violence we don't like rockets falling on our uh, schools or whatever schools in quotations but um, but at the same time Israel needs to be destroyed because right. but like in any country and in any population there's always two sides right or more um, and, but is the is the side that's calling for peace and and uh, and uh, tranquility really the majority? No. Okay. No. But it's not as maybe it's not as tiny as we tend to think. It's not. They're just silent from fear. Because they can't. Exactly. They're afraid because what do they want do they want to go to jail? Do they want to be beaten up? Do they want to be, you know, hounded by by Hamas police? No. Um the majority don't want let's say peace with Israel, but they want to live a peaceful life. And you don't have to be at peace, that Hamas and Israel don't have to be at peace for them to just have like the military wants, the Israeli military wants a long-term ceasefire. But you can't say that like if you poll it, ninety-nine point nine percent of Gaza residents are longing to return to their home in in Palestine, and I think the majority of Palestinians yeah. are like that. Yeah. So let's. But let's, I wouldn't put a number on it. I wouldn't say ninety-nine point nine. I'd say the majority. That could be can we, 51. Can we go for 95%? <laughs> so let's talk about the Iran connection, which is, to me, seems... Iran, pecu- Iran, Iran. Iran, Iran, Iran. I mean, right? They're the biggest threat in the Middle East, So, um, which is clear from today. But what what's the connection there? It's weird to me because Iran is Shia, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, Islamic Jihad in general is Sunni. Um, so what, why are they supporting them? Do they hate us that much? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. And they're not only supporting the Sunnis in Gaza, but they're also in, in Iraq. Other than the Shia militias, there are other militias that they're supporting. Uh, the same in Syria, same in Lebanon. Hezbollah, a large, a, a good majority of them also aren't Shia. Um, but Iran wants to surround Israel mm-hmm. on every side. Every side. And so if they have the opportunity in Gaza, they're going to take it. And they're going to run with it. And they've been doing that for years. And I read that, uh, like, the point that Israel decided to eliminate 
this terrorist Abu what again? Abu Alata. Abu Alata. Um, was at the when Netanyahu during Netanyahu's campaign, right? Can you tell the story? Uh, the one where he had a rocket fired on him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in our second round of elections, uh, Netanyahu was in, uh, I believe, Anstod, where he was giving a campaign speech, and Baha Abolata decided, you know, what a good time to fire in Israel. Maybe I can kill the prime minister. It was live broadcasted yeah. on Netanyahu's Facebook. Page, and and probably they watched it. No, oh, I'm sure they did. Everybody has Facebook, With right? Pop- popcorn and beer and yeah, and, but then a when drinking they f- game maybe, but not beer. Uh, yeah, not right, beer. right. Um, but when they when they saw that they failed, you know, I'm sure they were down. But 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 uh, how? So uh, what we know is that probably they saw it, and then he said like, okay, let's troll Netanyahu, basically. No, I think that they uh, they saw it and it wasn't trolling, but like I said, it was an opportunity for them that even if they don't hit the prime minister, to see him running off stage, for a lot of people at that time, they're like, why Why did he run off stage? Why didn't he, you know, stand and be strong and, you know, show the world that he can, you know, stand up to Take this type of rocket? threat? Yeah, but are oh, you... He did stand for a few minutes. As he told people to run for shelter. Yeah. And you can't have the prime minister of a country, the leader of a country, stay on, yeah, because then people are going to follow him and not not yeah. seek shelter. Right. So 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 okay. So they fired that rocket, and it was a mayhem. So what what happened in the video? Because I didn't see it, and I'm sure many of our listeners see him. He's in the middle of the speech, Mm -hmm. right? And And you hear sirens. And and then no, you don't hear sirens actually. He someone tells him there are sirens because they couldn't hear it in the in the hall. And just to give context, Ashdod is like what maybe a minute, a minute and a half. No, Tel Aviv is a minute and a half. I think Ashdod is uh, 30, 40, 45 seconds. Yeah, something like that. We're talking about the range, guys, because from Gaza, they shoot the rocket, right? So uh, if you live just nearby, in the kibbutzim nearby, you have like 10 seconds. Even less. Even less to find shelter. If you live in Zderot, you have 20 seconds or 15 seconds. And if you live in Ashdod or Ashkelon, you're lucky. You're a lucky bastard because you have... 30 to eternity 40. almost and yeah. if you're in, t- you're in tel aviv like you know here, you don't even need to find it here shelter. here you, you have time you to put pants on <laughs> yeah <laughs> sometimes you don't have shelters but you have time like i live in the fourth floor so when there's siren you know i, I, I rescued my I cat go. today that gives you perspective <laughs> yeah you can go you can <laughs> i was in the teeth. shelter i went back and i got the cat and then i went back to so the you shelter. run without him you selfish bastard <laughs> yeah, I, I go straight I like, to my dogs really i go straight to them i i pick them up i have one little but they small panic one. from the oh, siren my, right my dog panicked today she was on my lap and she was barking howling and, and shaking and, and it was uh i i think her second siren because the first siren that that i had uh, that we had when i had her was last year when those mistaken rocket those rockets were mistakenly yeah, fired by, on, by light on by, by yeah lighting. oops <laughs> oopsies well yeah, today wasn't an oops yeah. um but today my dog was petrified my other dog she's 11 and a half she's 70 percent blind she's seen she's seen many wars she she got really sick during the last war with gaza and and i i swore at the time that if my if my dog died that i would take it out on, on hamas but she survived she's a fighter and today she like she gave me this look like again <laughs> i'm and, too old for this shit yeah exactly my <laughs> other one was, was screaming was crying was shaking wow and my 11 yeah, year old was like oh f- no not having it 
So, so where are we headed? I mean, what do you think? Like, what what can we expect tomorrow? I know you're not a prophet, and you can't. But like, to to give us kind of maybe even the possibilities, the different scenarios. Where are we headed tomorrow? Well, we're almost near the um, main edition of most news channels here in Israel. So, I'm expecting, and this is something my partner was saying all day, and he he was on a trip in the north, so he was telling me go have fun in the south. I'm being safe in the north. But at 8 o'clock, find shelter, because there's going to be rockets. He actually fled to the north? <laughs> he was on, like, a Yom Kef, a fun day with okay. his job. Okay, okay, fair enough. But, um, no, he was saying 8 o'clock, we're going to have rockets. Mark my word. So I'm going to say it, and, and I, I do agree with him. 8 o'clock is a time that they do like to have that front page, that they main edition. the media here. Yeah. But I, I think that... We, we, we ha- retaliate, though. We will definitely retaliate. But the question is, will Hamas join in? And if Hamas joins in, there will be more rockets. Israel will have to retaliate against Hamas. So a more wide-ranging strike in Gaza, meaning possibility for more civilian casualties, meaning more rockets on Israel. It can go that way. Or there could be a talk between Egypt, uh, Hamas, Baha'u'llah Bolata, and the Israelis trying to get to a sort of understanding, saying, "All right, Abu Atta can no, he won't be joining these talks." Sorry, Islamic Shihad. <laughs> <laughs> he won't be attending. You're right. Um, <laughs> if he attends, we're in, in serious trouble. In spirit, he'll be attending. <laughs> then zombie apocalypse is upon us. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Um, but either that, either a, a, a sort of understanding between all parties, yeah, or an understanding that yeah, we're going to have a few more days of rockets, and that's really what the military is expecting. The military is expecting to have uh, a few days of, of fighting. Were, but wait, wait, wait. Before yeah. we do that, what, what are the chances of uh, a ground invasion? And what does it mean? What is it going to take for that to happen? I don't think we're going to have a ground invasion just yet. There's no government. That's exactly, the thing. Exactly. But then again, there's no government. I mean, there is wink, a government. Wink. It's an interim government. Yeah. But so we it, didn't go to war and we didn't see our troops cross into, the, into Gaza in May. I think it was in May then we, that we had thousands of, of yeah. troops on the border and tanks yeah. on the border. And we three didn't civilians go to war. Died. Because that was before That was before elections. Right. But so we also might sensitive. be going to, to elections again. Yeah, but... We don't know what's happening. But right? these are, this is the third round, so it's like yeah, we're used to it by now. It's like three and four months ahead. What do we say in Israel third time ice cream yeah, yeah that and there's uh, we're yeah, always between elections like third time a pile of bleep <laughs> maybe fourth time ice cream but uh, I, I i think that uh the military is acting in such a way that it really does not want a war in gaza because its main threat the main enemy that's facing is in the north and they know that if a war breaks out in gaza it's not going to stay in gaza right that uh, that strike that was blamed on israel and syria Everything is connected. Right. And I wrote an article about that a few weeks ago saying everything is connected in this country. And Iran is what's connecting all the, all the dots. And Iran mm. is the main enemy. And Iran, the main threat is in the north. Because they don't have really that many rockets in, in Gaza. And they have hundreds, if not thousands. They still don't have that same arsenal that Hezbollah and Iran has. But, I mean, couldn't Iran, I mean, this is like... Uh, in in Hebrew, you would say "astrategia uh, begrush," but uh, <laughs> I'm playing like uh, the yeah. art of war here. The arc, keep, the yeah. arc strategist. What's the guy who wrote the, the art of war? 
Sue uh, Sue something. I'm like the a art poor, of the deal. I'm like I a know. poor man's that I know, guy. I know who wrote the art but, of the deal. No, but but the <laughs> so I'm a poor man's Donald Shun, Trump. Shun Tzu, I think. Shun Tzu. I'm a poor man's Shun Tzu. So I'm saying, couldn't I mean, would would maybe Iran be uh, like uh, stoking the fire, toking the fire in the south around Gaza? Us. To kind of expend our efforts and our money and our attention, and then and th- to prepare for a a bigger attack in the north, it could be, and 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 again something that I wrote can't um, wait to find out <laughs> in an analysis that was the, ten days ago when Al Ata ordered the rocket fire in Israel was he distracting Israel from what's happening in the north, and with all what's happening now in in Lebanon and in Iraq where Iran is really feeling pressure from countries that usually they knew that they can count on. So Iran is really busy trying to stop what's the protests in Lebanon and, and, and Iraq. So they're also super busy. So did Al-Atta try to take that attention away to the south? So again, that is something that Iran wants. Right. They want that attention in the south because they're busy in the north. But Israel's military can't take its eye on the north, off the north because, you know... Any small opportunity, any window of opportunity, Hezbollah or Iran can can take, and and mm-hmm. Israel is going to be devastated on a level n- not comparable at all to what Gaza can do to Israel. In the end of the day, I think it's worth emphasizing that today, I mean, in Israeli eyes, it was really bad because not only we hit, we got hit with like I don't know seventy rockets or 190. something, already one hundred and ninety. Yeah. 190 rockets these rockets they they uh, the idf decided to not take any risks at all and they they practically paralyzed the whole country the whole middle like the whole central and southern part of the country the majority of people they in israel schools. today were at home they or told people shelters. don't go to work yeah. mm-hmm. wasn't it a bit of an exaggeration and and even giving... Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> it wasn't an exaggeration. It was, it was exactly what was needed. I think we should have a few more weeks of that just to, just to make sure My everything's okay. My work is okay. not canceled. <laughs> yeah. But seriously, though, uh, why did the IDF do that? Why giving them that pleasure of disabling us so severely? I don't think it was, you know, them giving us... A pleasure. It wasn't pleasurable. I think that they... Giving, I meant giving the Hamas, the jihad, the pleasure that their rockets caused such a, an amazing, like an awesome effect on us. I think that the, the military, and this is exactly just like what Bibi did when he went to shelter, they take precautions. And everybody should take precautions because at seven in the morning when, a, when the sign ran out, rang out in Tel Aviv, did we think that there was only going to be one? One siren? Two rockets? No, it could have been much, much worse. And I think that it's better to be safe than sorry. Any interesting comments or questions or anything before we wrap things up? No, but we have a bunch of listeners tuning in saying they're giving us support. So uh, thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Um, um, I wanted to, I mean, like, what I'm wondering is... is um, Politically speaking, I mean, we talked about the fact that maybe this wasn't politically motivated, but I mean, politically speaking, are what what do you think the ramifications are on the 
on the election. Uh, She's not a political correspondent. No, I know, but but do, do you? <laughs> I mean, do you have a take on that, or is it kind of too far away from you? I, I'm sorry, I was too uh, busy with dealing with rockets today to think about political ramifications. Um, but I do think that um, if we do go to third elections, that the way that Netanyahu um, and now Bennett, who was defense minister, how they're acting. Um, today and, and be it tomorrow in the coming days uh, will definitely have an effect. And also Gantz, uh, we, we see what he said, um, and Smotrich and, and all the other politicians mm-hmm. uh, definitely will have um, some sort of ramification if we go to next elections, but it's an if, right? No, because there was talk today about how the fact that it might somehow help bridge the gap towards a uh, unified coalition. I think it's BS. I don't think so. It's yeah. BS. No. I, don't, I don't think that Netanyahu would sit with guns. No, no way. On the contrary, I think now, like, Bibi and Bennett, who's the new Minister of Defense, it's their time to, to, shine. Be, to shine, and that'll help them go to the next elections mm-hmm. strong and, and mighty. And especially... Hopefully. Especially that, for them. that Bennett, you know, we don't know how long he's going to be in defense minister right it could be two weeks it could be six months and could be a year yeah it could be who knows who knows but depending on how he acts his supporters will definitely see if they want to vote for him again or not and people who didn't vote for him is he a strong defense minister is he doing what needs to be done is he listening to the military is he taking the right precautions and and you know the right risks and he's again he's not someone who's just going to listen and rubber stamp everything Netanyahu or Kochavi puts on his desk. Okay, guys, it's in two minutes, it's eight, so it's rocket time. Uh, <laughs> we don't want to, we want to see it live on TV. Or, or live. Or uh, live here from, from the, the window. from the window, yeah. Or we have the or wrong we can go direction. The, yeah. We don't well, have the best. We can go to the roof and it'll be romantic. Um, anyway, before we go, let's plug your things real quick. Where, are, where can people find you? I don't know. Um, I write for the Jerusalem Post. On the Jerusalem Post, you'll find at least uh, one or two articles by me every day. Um, I'm on Twitter at at A. Arenheim. Also on Facebook at A. Arenheim. Um, That's double A-H-R-O-N-H-E-I-M. I tweet all the time. If you like dogs, you'll see dog pictures. If you like military, you'll see military. Um, <laughs> Do the two ever... They meet. do. They do meet. And I actually tweeted a picture today of a dog being uh, treated by a first responder Aww. following a missile strike. Nice. So they do, they do mesh Come very together. well together sometimes. Okay, guys. Uh, thank you for the Jewish Journal. Uh, we're live there. And for Rutsheva. And check them out. Check them Jewishjournal.com out. and IsraelNationalNews.com. And we're the Two Nice Jewish Boys podcast. Please subscribe and see you later this week with a new episode. Thank you, Anna. Thank you. Thank Bye, you. Guys. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.